There's a first for everything. And for the first time on this pod, we have siblings in the studio. David, we may do this again, but I don't know the next time this may happen. This this is pretty unique. This is historic. I mean, this is a <laughs> this is big time. This is huge. We've got two brothers in the studio, two Northwestern men's soccer players. We've got David Deloy. We got Tim Deloy. Boys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for being here. People always confuse me and Ryan as being brothers, but we're not actually <laughs> brothers. So you you guys are the first pair of brothers we've had on the show. So I would love it. David, can you take the mic? Because I want to ask you first, because I've had this question bothering me all season, and I need this question answered. So I've been at every Northwestern men's soccer game. I haven't missed one. And every time you do something – the whole crowd is yelling, Doug, Doug, yeah, let's go, Doug. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? There's no one named Doug on the team. And I finally figured out that you're Doug. So yeah. is your name David? Is it Doug? I mean, what's going on? Can you explain the, yeah. the Doug? What's yeah. all that? So my real name is David. Like My middle name's Michael. Like Nothing even related to Doug. Um, <laughs> I had one high school friend who just decided my freshman year, he was like, you know, I'm going to call him Doug. And it didn't really stick until, I think, senior year or second half of my senior year of high school. And then when I came and visited Tim, most of the time he would introduce me as Doug. So, like, all of his <laughs> friends didn't actually know my real name. Uh, that was David. And so every time, like, on the soccer team, too, I was introduced as Doug. So now everyone basically knows I got me as Doug. Do, do people know that your name is David or they um, actually think that it's I Doug? I think uh, some people know it's David. But I've had people ask me, like, is it Doug or Douglas? And I'm like, it's actually David. Um so I think most people would probably think that my real name. So I have like, to ask this question: Do you have a problem with the name David? I'm not asking oh, for any particular oh, reason. No. I just I, have to know. I like no, I like you the don't name like David. people named David or no. okay, <laughs> all right, all right. I just had to ask that, but I appreciate that. Finally got that question answered. Tim, you're a sophomore man. You're a captain of this team. You had a good season last year. What's it been like having your brother on campus and and suiting up alongside him? It's been a blast. I mean, I was encouraging him last year and trying to get him to come here and when he finally decided to I was I was pretty excited and I mean when he scored his first goal that was probably my highlight of the season um and it was pretty cool celebrating that with him too but it's been a blast that's awesome and then David what's it been like having an older brother on the team the captain of the team how much have you learned from him this year um I just have really liked it. I've grown up playing soccer with him my whole life and it's just been like an easier transition too. I feel like it's easy for me to talk to him if I need to learn how to do something too. So he's definitely taught me a lot because I always played forward in high school and I played defense a decent amount this year and he's definitely coached me through that a decent amount. So it's helped a lot. Do you guys, you guys can kind of take this in turns. Is there a little communication out there? Like, is there eye contact going on? Is there, oh, for sure. like if one of you kind of makes a mistake, like the other one kind of eye contact, like let's go, like you guys getting on each other. What What's that communication on the field like? I would say it's more so like if I want him to send a through ball to me, I usually just look back and I'm like, hey, like <laughs> hit it. And um, a lot of the time it usually works out. There's definitely been a couple of games where I'll have like a free kick or I'll see him up front and I'll just like kind of give him a nod and he'll like there look back at me and there's not much of an exchange other than that. But we can kind of, well, we've played with each other long oh, yeah. enough to, to know. little telepathy out there. I like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> So, Tim, you already mentioned it. You talk about the first time that David scored, and you guys can both answer to this if you would like to. Did you celebrate a special way after that goal? And in the past, when you guys are growing up with each other, when you connect on a goal, do you celebrate in a special way? Uh, I don't know. We kind of, like, when he scored, we all celebrated with the team. But, I mean, I was pretty excited because it's 
it's pretty cool to see your younger brother come in and have an impact on the team and score. Um, I mean, we probably went out to Chick-fil-A later that night and got something to eat. <laughs> Um, I feel like I was just running around because I was pretty excited, and I went around to the whole team too because they were excited. And then I did the Dougie, if you know what that dance is. It fits a little bit, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I had to. So. Yeah, I haven't seen that. that dance since about 2005. Yeah, so. it's coming back though. <laughs> right, so. You're bringing it back. Yeah. I like it. All right, here's a good here's a good question for the brothers. What's uh, so, David, what's Tim's Chick-fil-A order? And then, Tim, I'm going to ask you the same question to David. What, what's the order at Chick-fil-A for the other guy? Let's see how well you guys know each other. Um, so I think almost every time he gets a crispy chicken sandwich, and then he sometimes puts it in, like, ranch and uh, buffalo sauce, like, inside the pack and mixes it up. And then he usually gets a <laughs> cookies and cream milkshake, too, and then okay. fries. It was that, is that accurate, Tim? Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. <laughs> What's the sometimes you dip it in sauce? Like just whenever you're in a really good mood, bad mood, like well, what's that? I saw this thing on Instagram that if you put the sauce like in the bag and like just put the like meat of the sandwich in the bag back and like mix around it like evenly spreads the sauce all over the sandwich. Oh. So I tried okay. it. I try that sometimes. Sometimes I'll just dip it in. It does work pretty well. Okay. But it's too much work. Yeah, the <laughs> Yeah, it sometimes is just too much work. Um and then what's David's Chick-fil-A uh, order? He, he, he did pretty good. He yeah, even, he does. He even got your sauce technique down. Let, yeah. We got to see if you know him as well as he knows you. Well, he's normally going to go with the grilled chicken sandwich because he's gluten-free. Um, gets the gluten-free bun. And then uh, fries and a milkshake, too. Sometimes yeah. lemonade. Yeah. Okay. I that like that. I like that. So you guys are all over each other here. So I like that you guys know the Chick-fil-A order. Let's make it about soccer. Tim, can you describe David's game a little bit? Like, how would you describe him as a player? Um, He has probably one of the best, like, vision out on the field that I can see on the team, at least. Uh, I think, I don't know if it was when we played Martin Luther or Morris at home. Um, There were just a couple passes that he made to our forwards um, from the wing that I didn't even see until it reached our like forward's foot, and I was pretty amazed. And um, he's always had like really good vision on the ball and can play those passes a lot better than I can. And it's been like that's the thing that I can see his game probably has the most like his biggest asset out on the field. That's awesome. And then David, same question for you. How would you describe Tim's game out there? Um, I would say like no one can beat Tim one on one. Either that's speed or dribbling. Like if he gets him like like he's face to face, like no one is gonna beat him. Um, and also just like speed wise, like there's no one that can run him down. So he's always fighting too. So I would say no one's really a match for him on forward. So that's awesome. Nobody in the world, like <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, like world uh, cup, world cups coming. I wouldn't up, say like, I wouldn't say that far, there. but like I'm I would starting say, to wonder why he's not on the U.S. Yeah, national exactly, team here, exactly. based on what I'm hearing. I like yeah. that. So, Tim, I'll, I'll have you start with this one. Is there something that comes to mind? And it can be what you already mentioned with when David scored earlier this year, but what's the best memory of you two on the field together any time in your life? Is there something that comes to mind? Uh, I'd probably have to go back to high school. Um, we won back-to-back conference championships. Um, for The first time we'd won a conference championship in our high school history, we did it two years in a row. Um, and the one of our games... It was the second-to-last regular season game of the year, and our goalie got hurt. Mm. And he had been playing; he had played goalie somewhat in the past, and he was—he has pretty good hands, and he's like pretty solid, like goalie diving-wise, just backup. But so we got in, and it was zero-zero at half, or I think we were down one-zero, 
and he got he goes in for second half as goalie, and I'm the center back, and I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't let, I can't let him get a like a shot on him or anything, and we end up winning the game two one. He had I don't know a couple couple of saves, but it was probably the highlight because that uh, that game clinched our conference championship. But it was it was pretty crazy <laughs> from him going forward to goalie. That's awesome, David. Is there something that comes to mind for you? I would say that one's kind of tough to top. Um, that was a pretty exciting memory because that was the first season we won too. So um, I would say we had his senior year of high school. We had a playoff run where we ended up almost making it to state, and we lost one uh, zero in like the sectional final. Um, I just remember like that whole playoff run. Just like both of us were playing pretty well, and I just remember the whole like team molding well too. And I just remember there was a few games where he kind of saved us from a lot of wins, and it was just like after each of those playoff wins, it was super exciting. I would just say that playoff run. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys are talking about high school soccer because that's kind of what I want to talk about next. David, this has been your first season with Northwestern men's soccer. How would you describe the college soccer game versus the high school soccer game? What's been the biggest adjustment for you? I would say just like speed of play. Um, Like each time you have the ball, like there's a lot less time that you have to like do much with it. Like someone could be on your back or they're hitting you. Um, I would just say speed of play is just much, much faster. So that's definitely been the biggest adjustment. So For sure. And then, Tim, I ask this question to a lot of our older athletes we have on, on our show. Every season is different. Every team is different. So I think you're probably learning that now. You, you were on the team last year as a freshman. You're on the team this year as a sophomore. How has this year's team been different than last year's? And what's this year's team's identity? What's kind of made this year's team special? Um, I think last year there's a lot more – there's, it wasn't like there's a lot of division on the team, but you had a lot of the seniors and upperclassmen who had been there a couple of years, and then last year we brought in a freshman class of 15 or 17 players, and you had a lot of young guys who wanted to earn playing time, but a lot of old guys who thought they had deserved playing time, and like both were competing really well. But I think this year it's been a cool mix to have most of the starting lineup be freshmen or sophomores, and everyone's kind of in it for the first time, kind of, um, and everyone's earning their spot, and... <clears throat> Like, they don't really have anything to lose. It's not like they've been there for three or four years. A lot of people are just there for the first year or second year and just earning their spot. And I think that's been kind of a defining, like, factor of the team. But it also has hurt us a little bit. I think the upperclassmen leadership and experience that we had last year has definitely been missing this year as well. How have you transitioned into that role? I mean, there's not a lot of, if you look at college soccer around the country, there's not a lot of sophomore captains out there. How have you kind of adjusted to that role? Um, it's been it's been difficult just to be like put in the role, and I've definitely learned a lot, and I still have a lot of learning to do. Um, but it's definitely stretched me and taught me how to like hold guys more accountable and be that vocal leader along with leading by example. But it's definitely been a good learning experience as the season's gone by. That's awesome. And then this season specifically, I mean, there's been a lot of close games. I mean, there's been a lot of games decided by one goal. You guys have had a lot of ties. You know, similar to last year, they got rid of the overtime rule. So last year, you guys had a lot of those ties kind of turn into overtime losses. This year, they've been ties. How have you guys, you know, kind of learned from these really close games where you guys are sitting there saying, hey, one thing happens differently, you know, our record could be maybe X, Y, Z versus, you know, having these ties here. How have you guys kind of learned from all these close games? Um, I think after our last game or against Northland on Friday, Greg was talking to us and was just talking about there's just a small margin between our skills and like us translating that to victories and wins in the regular season. Um, and that's kind of been something that's 
been I've been thinking about a lot. And there's just small details of like finishing those chances we have because our defense and like we've been holding teams to a pretty limited amount of shots, but a lot of times they'll have more goals than us or we'll tie them. Um, but we just need to maximize on those opportunities and kind of be a little more detail oriented and kind of fix those little things. David, do you have anything to, to add to that for what you've learned in your role, obviously different than your brother in your first year here? Yeah, I mean, I think we've noticed it like a lot of the closer games in the second half of this season. It's been like a lot of it is like we almost play a good 90 minutes, but there's usually like a couple minutes here and there that we just have like a lapse. Um, and that's led to like a 1-0 loss or a 2-0 loss in a lot of cases. So uh, I think just going on to like the next years, I think experience definitely helps a lot. But I think just remembering like it's a full 90 minute game and we need to play, I guess, well, all those in order to get the wins that we need. David, I'll keep it with you for this one. Moving on to the last two games that you guys have for the regular season, going on the road at Bethany and at Martin Luther, both personally and as a team. What do you hope to experience, and what are the goals in those last two games, one last road trip here for the regular season? I think it would be like really, I guess, a good goal for our team to win both those games because it would put us in a really good spot for playoffs. I mean, we would still need some other things to fall our way, but I think just getting a win, at least in one of those games, would be huge. Uh, it's been like a tough last, I guess, two months or month, I guess month, um, that we just haven't really had much wins. But I think just getting a win in both those games uh, would be huge. And then personally, I guess, uh, just whether whatever I play, defense or forward, that I would just step up into my role well. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Tim, what's the key? How do you guys get over the hump, if you will? I think of the game against Bethany earlier this year. It's a really tight defensive game, which I don't know if you like those kind of games in the position that you play, but just a one to nothing loss. And then Martin Luther, you've already had success against him. What is the key on the road to be playing your best soccer to finish the regular season? I think confidence is playing into it a big part. Um, I think the first game against Bethany, the first half we came out kind of expecting to wanting to tie or just wanting to not lose instead of going in the game wanting to win. Um, I mean, our coach had, like, prepped us, and he told us they were going to be good, but, like, we as a team just need to know that we're good and we can play at the same level as the other higher teams in our conference. Um, and then against Martin Luther, uh, they're one of the lower teams in our conference, but at the same time we need to bring that same confidence and the same mentality to the games like that um, and play with the same swagger out on the field. What's it like playing on the road at um... – at some of these schools, you know, not everybody has turf like they do at Reynolds Field. What's it like going down to uh, Bethany Lutheran in Mankato and then New Ulm to face uh, Martin Luther? What? Is, give me the scouting report on these fields. You know, what are we looking at? Bethany's field is really nice. It's a it's a turf field that only is used for soccer, so it's it's pretty. It's probably the nicest turf field in our conference. Um, from playing on it last year, I think it was my it was my favorite field to play on. Um, the field. Our turf here is a little more bouncy, so it's kind of nicer there because the turf is a lot more like normal for soccer. Um, but Martin Luther's field is grass, and I don't think it's kept very well, so that's kind of an adjustment. But we, I do like, like they the... need to mow the lawn more, or like to non-soccer people, what does that what does that mean? Like um, fertilize? Like what yeah, it's not about? super flat, and then I don't know how well they like up, their upkeep is on the grass. Like it's I don't remember too much from last year like the grass-wise, because we played pretty early in the season. But normally as the season goes on, the grass fields just kind of deteriorate and get a lot lower in quality. Okay, so you guys would prefer turf typically. Yeah, I mean, I like a good grass field is probably the best to play on. Okay. But since, I mean, we practice every day on turf, and most of our games are turf, so it just makes it a lot easier to 
be consistent. And then what are these uh, road trips like? Uh, David, can you kind of tell me who's who's like the biggest goofball on the bus? <laughs> like who's messing around? Like what are these bus rides down to Mankato, New Ulm? Like what are these going to look like? Um, I personally like the road trips a lot. It's usually a really fun time for like the whole team. But I would say Bodine and <laughs> Cade are definitely the biggest goofballs on the there team. There you go. Uh, Bodine usually has some conspiracy theories that he likes to throw out there just to get people talking. Can we hear one? Like, what is it? Can we have an example? Um, an appropriate conspiracy theory. He really theory doesn't for... like seed oils. I don't know if you know what that is. <laughs> like, like, he, like he, I don't know why, but he brings it up almost every single day. And then him and Kay normally go back and forth uh, on those there kind of things. Go. And it's usually pretty funny and entertaining. I love that. Yeah. And then flip side, who's like the most serious guy on the team? Like Tim, can you tell me like if people are kind of goofing around, like who before a game are you not gonna mess with? Because like they're in the zone, they they want to play. Like I'm not goofing around with this guy. I, it it kind of depends. There's a couple guys on the team that are pretty serious, but no one. There's not a lot of guys on the team that is like you don't want to mess with. Like last year. If I would have messed with like Kobe during like pregame, or <laughs> that would have that would have scared me a so little he, bit. So he his he had the proper name them kind of Kobe. Oh Bryant, yeah, Kobe Westlink, like both oh, yeah. intense guys. Yeah, Kobe was yeah he was pretty intense and definitely before game he was always in the zone. But this year, I don't know. I think Andrew Skoglin always is locked in. I always he always has his Beats headphones or his Bose headphones in, and he's pretty locked in. But there's not a lot of guys on the team that no, can't have a. Yeah, a lot of people are getting loose before the game and joking around a little bit. I like that. Well, my last question, um, too, is just, you know, can you guys kind of describe your time at Northwestern? You know, what's it meant to you? You've talked a little bit having your brother with, you know, what's it been like, you know, just being a student athlete at Northwestern, and why do you guys like competing, you know, here for the Eagles, you know, so much compared to, you know, any other place, you know, you could be playing? Yeah. I mean, I've really enjoyed it. Last year, um, I kind of fell in love with the campus. I fell in love with the team, too, because, I mean, I got here. You get here like a week and a half early before all the other freshmen, and you get to know the whole team, which is super nice, and I got a lot of friends to start off with. Um, That kind of helped coming to a school where I only knew a couple people other than the soccer team. Um, But aside that, I mean, the community is awesome. Like, all the other sports are really encouraging, and, I mean, the basketball team being there on Saturday was super cool, and, Hearing them all shout for us as our names got called during the, like, an, like the start of the game, that was pretty cool. And just yeah, seeing we had all to the... calm them down a few times. <laughs> yeah, we were getting a little too excited a, a few times. Yeah, so. Juice was Juice was up there getting rowdy. Yeah, you got there's got you got to have constant eyes on Juice. Yeah, sure yeah, he's uh, acting uh, appropriately. So, but I mean, other than that, it's been cool. Last year, when he was thinking about coming here, he stayed a whole week in my dorm. Um, during his spring break. <laughs> um, so that was pretty fun. I mean, it's been cool to have a younger brother here and just share a lot of the cool memories we've had during the soccer season and then outside of soccer as well. That's awesome. Yeah, David, kind of same question for you. Your first year at Northwestern, what's kind of made it so special? I know you're only a couple of months in. Yeah. You have a whole soccer season under your belt. You don't have a whole you know year under your yeah. belt, but what's it been like in Northwestern so far? Um, I like the community a lot. I feel like, especially the guys on the team, I feel like I've connected with a lot of guys really well. Um, it's just been like really good deep relationships that I've really enjoyed. And then a lot of time with Tim too has been really nice. Um, it's just made the transition really smooth. And then I personally like, like we have a different reason for playing like each, like pregame we say for him, uh, right before the game starts. And I really like that kind of like sets your mind on like why you're playing and I guess how you're there. So 
I personally really like the difference in how we play. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate uh, appreciate you guys, you know, sharing about that. I guess you know one more thing I'd love to know. I, I said that was my last one. I lied. <laughs> we had Coach Wheaton on the show a few weeks ago. Can you guys give me something about him that maybe we don't know? Because he's kind of he, he he's he's like the most interesting man in the world, right? There's just like a million things about him. This guy lives and breathes soccer. Can you give us just a little tidbit, maybe a story, something on Coach Wheaton that maybe the average person wouldn't know? Well, I, I guess I have something. Um, so we had like a pre-game or a pre-season or like pre-start of the like soccer season um, like meeting. We played basketball and then they were playing badminton. And so Tim and Coach actually were on the same team. And I think they went undefeated, right? And they, I think they killed every single team. <laughs> How so, much was Tim contributing to this team? Was it kind of the coach? <laughs> I think it was 50-50. Oh, but okay. I would just like to say that he's probably a really good badminton player. And okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess that's a secret that. that probably most people wouldn't know. That is uh, a secret. I like that. I think along with that, he's probably the most competitive person I've ever met. Even within like a small – like they were talking about who the GOAT is for soccer on one of our road trips. And – like he'll chime into like those little conversations and something like that, and he won't he won't back down or let someone be right, I guess. <laughs> so he was arguing with one of the freshmen um, about Pele being the goat, and he was saying Pele. Yeah, he was, was? saying Pele okay. was the goat, and who, the freshman. Who was the freshman saying? Uh, who's he saying Ronaldo or yeah, Messi? That yeah. makes sense. Okay, but, <laughs> which is which is fair, but yeah. our coach was, or Greg was just like, and he'll remind our he'll remind the freshman about it, like when the argument comes up again and, and it's pretty funny, but yeah, he's <laughs> probably the most competitive person I've ever met and anything he does like badminton. When we played, he was chirping all the people we were beating. <laughs> yeah. That's it's awesome. Funny. I love it. And then you guys, I, I, Ryan, I feel like you probably, you're going to want to know this too, yeah. but Messi, Ronaldo. I mean, I, I feel like we got to have, you know, that let's wrap with that. Yeah. Let's wrap with that. Who's the goat in your guys' opinion? I mean, I'm just going to go with Messi. I I wasn't like obviously around for Pele's era. Yeah. Um and Messi's a big like one of the main players that I focus on when I started playing soccer, so it's kind of a one of my joys of watching that. Um so I'm just gonna go with Messi. I think it's kind of like the Jordan versus LeBron debate. Yeah. Well that Ronaldo's, one's not really a competition, yeah, in my opinion. There's, <laughs> there's there's a correct answer in that one. Let's, Wait, what's your, what's, what's yeah, your what's your guys' answer? answer? Michael Jordan. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Miles. No, it's like statistically, LeBron's an amazing player. Like he's like (laughs) a great basketball player, but it's just Jordan. Like he can't. You just know. You talked about the competitiveness. You play badminton with that man. He's not going to lose to you (laughs) either. No, for sure. And then David, yeah, where where do you land on this? I mean, Um, you've already said nobody can check Tim one on one. Yeah. So you're probably like Messi, Ronaldo. I'm taking Tim. I take Tim. Yeah. (laughs) I would. I always grew up liking Ronaldo a lot more, so I would have to pick him. Um, I guess like it's hard for me to pick between those two. They're just both like great players, but and a lot different too. I would just pick Ronaldo because I've always grown up liking him more. There we go. And then all go. three all three of you, Ryan, you're in on this too. I need a what? World Cup prediction. Ryan, you Well, start. I was going to say with what they're saying with all that, I wonder. I, I hope Brazil makes a run. Like, not just to say that to Coach Wheaton. Can they finally make a run? <laughs> I hope the Americans just get out of the group stage and then maybe win one of the knockout games, and we'll see what happens. But I don't know. Argentina? I'll say Argentina. Messi finishes on top. There you go. There we go. I, who, who I would agree got? with that. I feel like Argentina would be my Argentina. prediction as well. I would want to see Messi win in his last World Cup. I like that. Sick. I'll go. I 
I'll go with Brazil just for Coach Whedon. There you go. There you go. Because he's his captain. He's got yeah, I'll, his I'll take the safe choice. Him. I like that. Well, boys, that was a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Good luck in your final regular season weekend um, against Bethany and Martin Luther. We'll be cheering you guys on. And appreciate you guys' time. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so-